Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Monday, July 8th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, really glad for you guys to be connected here today. And so let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, again, on this beautiful morning, I ask for your blessing, for your guidance, and for your wisdom as we reflect one more time on this passage of Scripture as we're coming to the close of this series. We ask for application in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today I'm reading Genesis 41, verses 41 through 49 in the New Living Translation, the NLT. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, Kneel down! So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphonath Paniah, that in the footnote means God speaks and lives. He also gave him a wife whose name was Asenath. She was the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted, for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. I like the uh, interpretation of the name uh, and what the name means, Joseph's new name. Uh, It means God speaks and lives. That's actually pretty cool. I do have a question. Ordinarily, what would they have done with this massive amount of food that was so much more that, like, they wouldn't have stored it? So what would they have done with it? Oh, oh, maybe thrown it away. Maybe they wouldn't have harvested so much. I don't know whether they would have actually planted as much in the abundant years either Hmm. because they intentionally, I believe, I mean, they must have, like, built so much stock. To imagine to build so much stock that you live seven years and then you live off that stock for another seven years. Oh, yeah, because they have to be eating during the seven years also. Yeah. So. so they had enough. That's pretty. In, that's had a pretty intense amount of stock. I mean, maybe that's why they had all the pyramids in there, you know, to kind of hide all that grain. <laughs> but it's pretty amazing. All right, so here's our question for today. Um, it is this. Who do you admire the most in the leadership position of what makes them a good leader? Oh, man, that's, uh, that's a good question. It's very easy to say why you don't like certain leaders. Uh, It is really easy to knock down certain leaders. But when you have to actually start to say, this is a leader that you actually like, uh, for me, it's, it's, well, I actually find it easy to say these are leaders that I like because I like visionary leaders. So I, who I like, is a visionary leader? Uh, I like leaders who actually, uh, there's a whole stack of them. I mean, just just people who are actually able to think ahead, who are able to cast vision, who are able to who 20 years ago were able to say, hey, this is where things are going to be over here, and, and are willing to just try uh, to be a different type of person. So I, I kind of like that. 
Um, I like people who are willing to ask hard questions. I like leaders who are willing to uh, to bring us to a difficult place as well. Um, and so I, I kind of like those kind of leaders. Those are always good for me. Those what that's what I admire in in great leaders for me is people who actually bring us forward. I don't like uh, leaders that actually just maintain status quo, like keep everything just tickety boo, and or even regresses backwards, just like kind of let let everything just disappear and fail. And I'm not real. They're not really leading. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I like leaders that bring out the best in people and not the worst. Um, I don't like leaders that intentionally stoke the worst qualities of people in order to yeah. stay in power. Yeah. Um, or who are negative and hostile. I like hateful yeah. toward at least half of their people. Yeah. I can think of a few examples. Yeah. I think that it's also great as well to see uh, leaders who, for me, actually are willing to take the time to process what actually what's a, a healthy uh, action and what's not a healthy action and are willing to actually lay themselves down to take blame for, for things that are not actually their fault. Hmm. Uh, that's always really encouraging. Um, I like leaders who are willing to live by example. Yeah, leaders who seem like decent people mm-hmm. in their regular lives mm-hmm. as well as... I like the mayor of South Bend. Yeah. I like him because he can actually give condolences to the people of France in French. Yeah. That feels like something a leader should be able to do. That's good. Be multilingual. Seem, I think a leader, it's nice if a leader seems language, like, okay. <laughs> oh, possibly. It's nice if a leader seems better than the average person on the street. Like yeah. they have a little bit more ability and yeah. polish and all those things. I'd like, I am the opposite of someone who wants a leader that they could like have a beer with or whatever. I would rather have a leader who seems a little bit, quite, in fact, quite a bit above me. Like they yeah. are smarter than I am by a lot. Yeah. Not like I, we're the same. I, I think that I that's really actually for me is that I like leaders who are well read. I like leaders who, again, I think that to, to be that kind of person, though, is a tremendous amount of uh, pressure. And some people are just, they gravitate to, to leadership. They just kind of like they're drawn to it. And it's not, it's not difficult for them. Mm. It's like they, they enjoy the, the growth. Uh, they enjoy the challenge. They, they enjoy learning all the time. And that's actually really fantastic when you see leaders who are willing to learn. Because some are, they, they've worked out how to, I don't know, to paint the fence really, really well. And then they just paint that fence exceptionally. But they're not actually leading how to like whether we should get rid of the fence or whether we should actually build something else. They're just doing that and leading the team really well with that. So I used to work in a department of leadership where people specifically studied that, which I always thought was just an, an odd thing. It feels like, I mean, don't you feel some ambiguity or kind of tension about the idea of somebody wanting to be a leader? Like you feel suspicious of people who really grab for leadership? Almost the idea that if somebody wants leadership, they're by definition unfit well, for it. It depends It depends what the, the leadership position is. But yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. that there's just something... I don't know. It's just something uncomfortable about saying, I think I'm a leader. But we in our department, we defined it as intentional influence. That that was all that leadership was, so that therefore you could be a leader in almost any sphere of life, not having to be somebody who's publicly known or whatever. So they, in the leadership department, they would say that virtually everyone has leadership ability and and, um, kind of a context in which they can exercise that. I think that maybe, and I I wonder about this, whether whether we've kind of, in order to make everybody feel good, right? And so yeah. we've kind of diminished um, what it is to be a leader. 
Uh, and so maybe we're like, everybody's a leader. I'm like, well, not everybody no, is No, because we also used to talk quite a bit about followership, which is yeah. the opposite side of the coin, that if somebody's going to be a leader, there has to be someone following them. And followers are not merely sheep or unimportant. They have an important role to play as well in shaping the leader and vice versa, that they affect each other. Well, yeah, and, and Jesus talks about us being disciples and following him. And so there is this kind of deeper followership that actually exists inside the Bible, this kind of... Uh, different model of how it is to be uh, a person that a disciple of Jesus, and so that's actually a, a different model because we spend a lot of time with leadership seminars and leadership training and executive leadership and all that kind of stuff. That's actually the the, the currency, if you like. Well, and how often do you hear about leaders who will say that they feel compelled to take some action that they don't even think is right because of the, oh, yeah. the pressure of the mob yes. beneath them? So. Oh. In that I, case, who is the leader? Are the followers really the leader? I think it's always hard to say who's really leading. I admire leaders who are consistent privately and publicly. And and I really do, I mean, there are leaders who are willing to to jump off the ledge and stick their neck out and, and go all the way where it needs to go. And that's pretty phenomenal stuff that they can do. Um, which, which really actually makes a difference. It raises hope. So a leader that raises hope for me is a great quality and an important quality. So let me repeat the question then one more time today and have you guys think about it as well. Do you, um, who do you admire the most in a leadership position and what makes them a good leader? Think about that, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.